the next Up Podcast May 2018 episode. Dustin Bates along with Jonathan Pearson. That's me. Dustin, is your summer body ready? That's the question. Uh, yes, I'm actually recording this podcast with my shirt off right now. So now that you have that mental image, everyone, let's jump into today's show. Glad we have your attention. <laughs> Hope everybody's doing well. Hope nobody just had an accident or wreck. And um, trying to Google Dustin Bates and see um, exactly, try to put that in mental image with a real picture, Dustin, you think? I am I am the most attractive one. Let's just throw that out there. There are a lot of Dustin Bateses. Let's just assume that I'm the best looking one. Of course, of course. Which the other ones say that as well. But anyway, right. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna dive in today. Today we are talking about three elements to doing big things. And I know that sounds really generic or really like epic. Um, but the truth is, is we're gonna kind of break this down into just a few different um, uh, segments of how do we start something that we feel like as Christian leaders, God's placed on our heart. Uh, it could be for our family. It could be for our ministry. It could be for our work. It could be for whatever it might be. But how do we uh, go about doing that? Because everything kind of has a process. And um, so what does that look like? And Dustin, we were talking before we um, hit the record button uh, that really what kind of got us all started thinking about this is in uh, Joshua 6. Uh, the Israelites are trying to congregate Jericho. And um, the way it goes is that God actually speaks something into Joshua tells him to walk around the walls. Joshua mm-hmm. then communicates it to the Israelites, and then they start to walk. Now, and we'll talk about this in just a little bit, one of the things is that the Israelites were responsible for marching, but they weren't responsible for the miracle. So in other words, what we started thinking was, how can we break it down so that as leaders, as family as family leaders, as whatever it might be that we're leading, how do we lead people to accomplish big things that we're not necessarily the results aren't necessarily up to us, but it's up to us to actually do something with what God speaks and the burden that he puts on our heart, which is ultimately, Dustin, about a lot of what Be, Be the Switch, my upcoming book, is about. It's kind of like, how do you act on that burden? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and I think the reason why this is important is that you know we can use the Joshua story, but in reality, we can use the Moses story, or we can use yeah. You know the you know the acts the story of acts you, you know whenever God would communicate in something and so there's just this pattern that develops you know all throughout Scripture but I think it's even just a a leadership pattern you know God is the author of life this is this is the pattern that He operates on and so I think it's you know not complicated but if these things are done out of order or or just not focused on it's easy to wonder man why am I not moving forward or what, you know, why am I so reactionary versus, um, you know, being a, what's the other, other visionary. word for that? Being visionary or, yeah. you know, being proactive, you know, I don't want to always just react to the circumstances around me. I want to be able to, to, to see things or, or to, you know, make calls before the problem or whatever that may look like. Yeah. And, uh, Dustin, one of the things that we were talking about too, uh, is that typically we, most of us are really good at doing one or two of these things. And I think, um, one of the things that separates the good leaders from the great leaders or the great leaders are at least able to delegate all three of these things. And so, so let's just jump on in. Um, if you're taking notes with us, the first thing would be, uh, which is exactly what Joshua did is he, you have to hear it. In other words, he heard God speak. All right. 
this is what I need you to do. You're going to conquer this city, but this is what you have to do. And Dustin, I think it's really important for us to note here that it makes absolutely no sense for Joshua to have to go to these people and tell them, in order to conquer this city, we're not we're not going to fight them. We're going to march around the city walls. And so I think a lot of times, and a lot of leaders get hung up on this part because God speaks it, God births it in them. But it just seems so far-fetched, and it doesn't make any sense. And so they either yeah. shut down, or their hearts get hardened, or God quits speaking because they're not willing to do anything with it. But the first thing is we have to hear it, just like Joshua did. Yeah, and I think in a practical context, you know, there's several ways to look at that. You know, one is certainly as a you know follower of Jesus, it is spending the proper time in prayer and in, in Bible study and you know, then I think it goes even then beyond that. Then it's, you know, wise counsel or maybe in your job, you know, to to less spiritualize it, if you will, to lessen lessen that is maybe it's uh you know, researching and thinking through problems. You know, what are some upcoming problems? What are what are some things that are coming down the way as far as technology or, you know, where is your industry moving or talking to other leaders? You know, so it's just that idea of of it's getting new fresh ideas and that's that's all within that hearing column so whether that is you know from god or whether that's from a leader you trust or whether that's from uh the voices in your community you know i think that's just that first important step of yeah you know here's a problem what are some possible solutions and or and it honestly then comes down to what is the solution what is the solution because you're right with the jericho story uh to be honest that was not the obvious or practically the best solution. Yeah, I mean, you would think, are you are are you nuts, God? Why that, this this makes no sense. And and I think a lot of times it, it it doesn't always make sense. Just I just I had some 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 questions I think we can ask at this point. Um, you know, you mentioned yeah, we want to hear it from God. Um, but I think some other questions you can ask is what is wrong? Like what is wrong in my organization mm, right now? Yeah, I think you can ask, or what are people around me saying? So what are the people that I trust that are close to me saying? Um, what resources do I have? Um, and what do I see that just has to be done? And I think a lot of those things kind of lead into that hearing from God. Um, you know, what are those things that I just have in my core, in my gut, that I just know have to change, have to get done? What are the people around me saying? What kind of resources do I have? Um, and then what is what is wrong that needs to be fixed? And, and I need to do something about it. I think yeah. the, the story of Nehemiah, I think, kind of goes through a lot of those questions. Um but in order to hear it, I think you can you can guide yourself a little bit to ask ask some some pointed questions. Yeah, you know what I like about that that first question is what is wrong? Is you know in the in the Jeremiah story or in the Nehemiah story, you know the problems were pretty apparent, but that's not how we live. You know we're not often facing literal walled cities. Sure, you know, everything everything is. You know, it's a business problem or it's a cultural problem or it's a financial problem. And so that's also, though, what makes great leaders is great leaders um, are the ones who sit down and basically take inventory and and they can look and say, okay, what what is really wrong? Not just what people are saying is wrong. You know, it's it's easy to spout off what everybody else is saying, but real leaders, real cultural leaders, real church leaders, real business leaders, um, you know, look and find What's the real problem? And then what's a different solution to this real problem? So I, I really like that. That's a good question to ask. Yeah. So after we hear it, just like Joshua did, we have to communicate it. And so basically the story kind of outlines like this is that uh, God spoke to Joshua what, he, what needed to be done. And he, he had to tell the people. And Dustin, once again, I think it would have been really easy for Joshua in that story 
to not have communicated it because it didn't make any sense. And so Mm -hmm. he would not have communicated out of fear, or he could have muddied the communication, but he was very pointed. This is what God says we have to do. And, and, and when you're communicating something like that, especially to the people you lead, you do. You have to be clear, especially especially when it doesn't seem to make that much sense. Even clarity is even more key because you've got to get mm. people on board with this thing. So you hear it and then you communicate it. Yeah, I can. I can. You know, can you imagine the the the, the pressure and the awkwardness of you know here these here these folks have been in the desert for forty something years. You know, they've lost their 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 main leader. They're under a new leader. And his first act of leadership is is honestly or one of the just first, com- yeah, or one of the first, yeah, one of the first is is crazy bizarre. I mean, it's just, it really is just out, you know. And so it would have been easy to add on to it, to completely change it, to ignore it, you know. And and you know, but you're right. Proper communication. This is the vision here. This is why we're doing this. I think there's a lot of subheadings under that of clarity of purpose you know answering the why and not just the how how we're going to do this why are we doing this you know because because the battle is the lord's kind of thing yeah and if you think about it it kind of goes against like every leadership principle you'd think of like typically if you're a new leader to something you don't want to rock the boat too much and so like that the people (laughs) had they had had already joshua had kind of already gotten there okay we're going to follow you kind of thing but then you come out with this plan of okay well how are we going to how are we going to take this city oh we're going to march around the walls and so that kind of goes against the grain of of what a what advice you would typically give somebody coming into a new spot yeah because you know certainly it's easy in hindsight to read that and like man i bet that was such a victorious thing but could you imagine the pressure of that last day you know, oh, what oh. are we going to do? What are we going to do if the walls don't fall? I mean, here, here we've been doing this thing. We've been quiet. We're going to make this big sound. I mean, we're going to have this big anticlimactic moment. And so maybe maybe Joshua really was like, I am so pumped and ready for today. But I'm sure my, most, most leaders, he probably didn't get any sleep that night before or hardly that week. Yeah. You know, but but here's the big moment. What is really going to happen? And am I going to be laughed out of my out of my tent and home <laughs> and and and, you know, and people group and whatever. My Yeah. Am I going to poop on my tunic here? All right. That's right. As I, I don't even d- – d- tunic d- – I guess – is that the right? I don't know. I don't even know, don't know. if that's what they maybe wore. Maybe they wore tunics. We, we maybe it was like a, like a pre-jean yeah. or something like that. Maybe it was a nice khaki pant. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what showed leadership is 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 khakis. The original Dockers. That's right. right. The original. Well, which which brings us to, to, to point number three. Hear it, communicate it, and then act on it. And Dustin – We've all been around those leaders that are really good at these first two, but then they never do anything with it. I've made the statement before that some of history's greatest ideas have been left on whiteboard room walls because they're Mm. never acted on. But going back to the story, Joshua actually led the people to start marching. That's the last Mm -hmm. key is you got to keep marching or you got to start marching. And the thing about it is, is sometimes the hardest part is getting started. It's like, once you get started, you they could adjust their marching speed if they needed to, (laughs) but they had to start marching. They had to, they had to get on it. They had to act on it. And as we said, you know, typically leaders are good at one or two of these things. They're good at communicating, but they don't really hear from God or they're good at acting, but they, but they're just kind of getting a routine and do the same things over and over again. So there's never anything fresh or they're good at listening to God, but they never tell anybody else. Um, but thankfully, Joshua was good at all three of these, and he actually did what he said he was going to do. Yeah, one of uh, Artie Davis's favorite line. He's you know kind of trained both of us. Is uh, a bad plan is better than no plan. Yes. And so uh, and so, al- although sometimes I would like to say, well, 
maybe this is barely a plan. This is barely a plan. I'm not sure this even classifies as a plan, but there is a lot of credibility there that uh, sometimes you have to launch things that it's easy, especially I think in our culture of perfectionism and uh, honestly, the ability not to always jump on this, but you know, the availability through social media and the internet to, to see what other people are doing. And of course we're always getting their best. Nobody ever puts their half done, you know, their failures. Nobody's ever, you know, there's no Instagram accounts of my big fail or anything like that, or at least not ones that we follow. And so it's easy to say, ah, gosh, this isn't exactly what I wanted it, or this doesn't look exactly like so-and-so. And so we leave it on the white, you know, on the whiteboard or we, you know, we, uh, try it once and it fails and then we, we abandon it. I mean, you know, so I do think that's really easy to do in our culture because it's so easy to compare that and that fear is just so real. Well, I think, you know, especially for, um, for like a visionary type leader, I think it's really easy to not forget this step on mis- this step by mistake or, or on purpose, but almost just to kind of forget it by mistake because by the time you've heard it, you've communicated it to others it's almost like you hear something else. You want to get something else mm-hmm. is fresh again. And so you're going from thing to thing to thing to thing. Meanwhile, you're forgetting to actually act on it. And I think this is where um, having systems and processes in your organization, once you have to have somewhere to dump this stuff, and that's in those systems and processes that you dump the ideas so that they can get acted on. Um, otherwise, you're just uh, you're just hearing some, some good things from God and you're trying to tell other people what to do, but you're not going to accomplish much because you don't, you don't act on it. And, um, you know, I think, I think the last part of this, Dustin, and, and I don't want to forget this before we leave is ultimately the marching. I think I said this a, a few minutes ago, the marching was up to the Israelites. The miracle was up to God. And so especially for us as, as uh, you know, churches or families, our job is to do what we can do to hear God, to talk it through, to act on it. But then it's up to God to bring the people. It's up to God to save the people. It's up to God to develop the people. It's up to the spirit to work once we do our part. And we have to do the marching. But yeah. He has to do the miracle. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important that, you know, it's, it's here, communicate and act, not here, communicate, you know, make it happen or by sheer force of will. Although there is, you know, certainly a little bit of that and, you know, being someone who's not going to quit or whatever, but ultimately, especially in church world or if you're a Christian leader, you know, in in the workforce, that if God if God uh, originates it, then He holds the responsibility, and that's hard to to live like that a lot of times. Not even some of the times. Most of the times, it's hard to live that way. But it's our job to hear it, to communicate, it, and then to act upon it, and uh, and God will take care of the rest. But here's here's the thing, though that that, that should also be freeing. I mean, that should be freeing to us, That's knowing, right. knowing that ultimately the results, they're not, they're not up to us. And I, and That's I right, really believe that. Yeah. Cause we've done these other two steps in the acting. If it doesn't fall through, then we have to come back. So we'll, you know, you know, either we didn't hear it right or we didn't communicate it right, you know, but we get to put the blame in a sense on God that, Hey, God's responsibility is to, is to make this happen. It was God's responsibility to make the walls fall down. Yeah. I think there's, I, I've heard it said, and I think this is actually Dustin. I think this is another Artie Davis thing is if, if I thought of it, if I came up with it, it's my responsibility. But if God comes up with it, it's mm. his responsibility. And all I can do is my part and watch him. And then I have to watch him take care of the outcome. Yeah. So any, any final thoughts? We're, um, I, I think that's, I think that's all we got those three ideas and we keep this short. And if you're out for a jog, you can go back home now. So you're good. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Listen, I think, I think I usually try to time my running you know, I, well, I don't run, but if I did, I, this is this is the podcast I would run to, obviously. Yeah, or you you could run while you're heating up your microwaved TV dinner, mm-hmm. which is that like five minutes like tops. Plants. I could hear 
the microwave running. I could communicate that I'm hungry and then act upon eating that delicious uh, hungry hungry man. Is that is that what that brand was? What's yes. one of the one of those hungry ones? Man. The hungry man. Do you hungry remember, man thing. Like do, a whole pound of food. Do, you do yeah. Which it just doesn't sound appetizing. I don't care how hungry you are. A pound <laughs> of foods. It sounds sounds very just kind of you know sad buffet. You do you know, remember those? Uh, it's a lot. Do you remember those like kid cuisine things that were frozen that had the that had the little brownie in them too? Do you remember yeah, those? Awesome for like school back in the day. Yeah, and they had pizza. Man, that was some yeah, good pizza. Dang, I kind of want to link cuisine now. If we borrowed one, it would probably be horrible now. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, link, link cuisine something different. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. All right, everybody, have a good month, and we will see you next month later. Yes.